Sleep is an important part of a healthy and happy lifestyle, and the mattress you use is the key to making your sleep great. That's why I started my company, Lisa's Mattress. I've been using my mattress now for a good 10 years, and while it's still got some life left in her, I need a new one. I've got a bad back, sciatica, it's a real ordeal. Anyway, all proceeds will go directly to charity. That's right. I will be donating 100% of the profits to the Lisa Needs a New Mattress Foundation, so you'll sleep even better at night knowing that your money went to a good cause. Hurry now because supply is low. To be clear, it's just one. It's a grand opening and going out of business sale all in one. So act fast. Entering Greener Pastures, the podcast you feed to your dog when they really just want the steak on your plate. Here are your hosts. Uh, I'm Cassie Soliden. I'm Amy Curl. I'm Keegan Witzke. I'm Teresa Douglas. I'm Ash Joburg. I'm McLean Eddy. Okay, that's it, right? <laughs> <laughs> How many of us are on here? I think that's all of us. I think we got everyone. <laughs> I love that just with each. I just love that with each person, like the order's so different. So we're all just like, yeah, do I don't know what my name is. Thanks for tuning in. Today, we're talking to some of the editors of the Greener Pastures magazine and what they look for in submissions. Now, it may be a little confusing because all the podcast hosts are also editors, but some of the editors are, are not podcast hosts. <laughs> Season one is just us. And in the future, we may switch it up pending availability. <laughs> so while we have thorough submission guidelines up on our publication website, we thought we'd go a bit more in depth of what makes a solid satirical piece for us at Greener Pastures. So everyone here, <laughs> what is your ideal submission? Like what does it have and what does it not have? I think it should incorporate the actual pitch because a lot of people will be pitching places in general, like what you should be including, what you shouldn't include. See, I don't actually read the email <laughs> Yeah. Until I read the piece. I try not to, actually. I only remember them if they're super egregiously, like, strange or, like, I don't want to say rude, but, like, um, you know, kind of, like, flippant. Like, I only, if they're kind of basic, like, hey, here's my piece. Like, I really like the magazine. Thanks for reading it. That's great. But we won't really, it, it, that is, like, the, the neutral kind of territory. Yeah. We only sort of remember them if they're um yeah overtly uh strange or they're trying to be funny yeah yeah when someone's like trying to be like for some reason i if anyone can chime in let me know like i've noticed it's it always ends weird when they're really <laughs> self-deprecating on themselves in the email like there's a there's a yeah. limit when it's like oh my god just like my life, it's a failure. You're like, whoa, okay. Like, I just want to read your piece about steak. Like, okay. Like, cool. I will say, though, I, I am glad to hear if somebody is a member of a marginalized group. Yes. Oh, yeah. Things like that. I would, I would look for even more reasons to publish that person if I know. I that. like, I like when people tell us if it's their first 
Uh, yeah, yeah, I agree. Publishing, yes. or if it's their first time submitting, because then, right, we also tend to give it more kind of gravitas towards like, okay, we want to help this person. Mm-hmm. Are there tips we can give them? Or is there guidance we can give them if we don't accept it versus if we want to give them notes? Like, yeah, we will definitely... I like when people tell us that because it's something to take into account. Yeah, also, absolutely. if they're young, if they're yeah. a teenager, then yes, again, another a little if more hand holding. If they're taking a class, if they're in satire one at Second City, or if they've taken like if they're taking you know Scott Dickers how to write funny class, like any, you know, if they're in the middle of kind of like learning how to do this, that's also I think nice to know. Yeah, and any relevant information for the piece is good. Like, Amy, you kind of touched on it earlier. We really only remember the bad ones when someone's trying to be too snarky or self-deprecating that it gets a little weird. Like, we've gotten nice emails but I don't remember any of them (laughs) like five (laughs) minutes afterwards. But the strange and weirder ones is like, oh, I hope this piece is funny because you're climbing a hill already almost <laughs> and you might be hostile if i say no to you yeah we, we haven't had yeah. too many of those at least not too many you know, some, thank god no. what's hilarious i still laugh my first time i was trying to deal with it on my own submissions <laughs> and i was like and i got i think that's when we got our first hostile email ever yeah. from somebody mm-hmm. and uh i messaged one of our mentors that like helped us all out and she just messaged me back. She said, "Oh, congratulations! Let everyone know it's yeah. your editors." Yeah. <laughs> without calling that was a momentous out... occasion. Yeah. <laughs> without yeah, calling yeah, out, that's crazy! Yay! Yeah, yeah. I would say don't do what that person did, which was lean hard into PC uh, policy is the worst thing in comedy, and it's going to come for your magazine. I still remember that oh, line. Yes, that's what he uh. So weird. <laughs> Why are you saying this, guy? How dare you not like that I'm rude to you? Yeah. I'll I'll start with to any any the ideal submission for me is that it follows the guidelines that we Absolutely. very clearly yes. list and spend a lot of time writing yeah. if it comes as an unpublished draft, if it is the type of writing that we clearly list that we're looking for, if you give us the information up front that we're looking for, like anything yeah, anything that follows the rules, I'm like, great, you're already like your top tier. Yeah, for you're me. like 90% yeah. there already. <laughs> like, just do the basics, and then everything else is just whipped cream. Like, you because we want to publish you, we really, really do. Yeah, yeah, we're not we're not looking for no's. We're not like, ooh, time to reject some people today. Like, we like to publish things, and we like to read. We like reading submissions. I like reading submissions. Yep, I like to know what's out there. I love something that that makes me laugh in the first paragraph. Yes. And yeah. if if I have yeah. that, then I am so much more forgiving. I am much more likely to say, you know, we could edit some of this out. And and I like a little bit of a bite. That's that's just my personal yeah. preference. Yeah, you have to start strong. It's the key. Yeah. Otherwise, I lose interest. Yeah, I mean, I'm big on, I'll take it even further, titles, 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 have a good title, think about your title. I mean, I remember at least one piece that I posted in the group for us to discuss, and I was like, based on the title alone, I'm in. Like, the the title set up the game so perfectly, and it was such a funny concept that even before I'd read it, just reading the title of the submission, I was like... I'm cr- like, yeah, they're crushing it. And then obviously the submission, you read the whole submission and it was really good. But 
Um, yeah, titles are titles are important. And this is like such a basic thing, but like at least in my opinion, like I feel like something feels much stronger if you have a really clear point of view and then like what amy you were saying like and the game just heightens that and makes it even more fun like you're kind of already hitting grand slams if you gotta and pick one game yes one yeah if it's like three no (laughs) just it's too much i like being uh surprised in a piece yeah if i can if i can see where it's going doesn't necessarily mean it's not good but if if it comes too easily for me and it wasn't built it's just i know where it's going because it's kind of rote that that kind of hurts it for me yeah agreed and if you see it on twitter already yeah if it could just be a 140 character joke that's not great can you like talk more about game and how to find it like when you're writing I think of something weird, it, it, and, and others may have other definitions, but for me, the game is what are we playing? So is I, I had a piece where Veruca Salt was the CEO of Air Canada, yeah. and that was the game. It was this weird thing that, that wouldn't happen in real life in a situation that was happening in the news. So we also had another piece where that, that I loved. It was one of the, the top red pieces on our on our publication where the person's game was that all the comments for her dog she thought were for her and she just lived that game so well it it had me laughing the entire way there's even i mean um you can have a game in kind of the setup alone of like right i'm juxtaposing these two things or i'm taking this real thing and putting it in this funny situation so like uh, a piece I had on the Belladonna's, the game was, look, I'm taking this, the Ted Cruz went to Cancun when his entire state was in a total disaster situation. I took that and I just juxtaposed it into the movie The Day After Tomorrow. Like that, you know, um, putting those, combining those situations or putting them, uh, comparing them sort of is, can be a game or it can be a game of, I mean, you should do this also but a game of heightening so one of the first pieces that appeared on gp very early on was um, i wrote a piece called how to order craft beer and it's a pretty like standard list but it heightens the the strangeness of the situation and the kind of details of the situation heighten as the piece goes on and so that's sort of the game is your following this person while they're doing this thing and it's getting weirder and weirder as they're doing it oh to double on that it's not a comedy like article but it's a youtube video because that's how i know a date will go well if we can just share our favorite youtube videos uh (laughs) there's one video this was what 2016 it was when uh they were still trying when uh the public were still trying to get uh gay marriage legalized and there's still some pushback. So there's still one of my favorite videos. It was just a group of gay men as uh, talking heads. And they just kept saying, we know it's hard for you to believe that, um, uh, that you know, we can't marry. But you know what? It's fine. We'll date your girlfriends. And so that's the game is that how more ridiculous can you get the game of like, we're better boyfriends than you. We can take them out. We'll listen to them. We'll go shopping with them okay, you got us with the sex thing, but like, we'll be able to like, you know, actually enjoy meeting their parents. And I would say if you're looking for a game for your piece, 
a really easy way to look at pop culture. So if you mix anything with an 80s or a 90s film, <laughs> you just made it more funny. So just just try that. I'm not say, wrong. You know that. I would say if you're if you're having trouble finding the game in your piece, instead of thinking about the topic of like, oh, I want to write about, uh, you know, the environment, say, think about a situation and that can sort of, from that you can find the game. So think about, um, you know, I don't know what's, I don't know about environmental news of like, we've done it. We've solved global warming by just moving everyone to Mars, you know, like that, that can be the game. So I think people sort of get stuck on like, oh, I want to write about this thing. Like I want to write about this celebrity or this movie or write this like genre of the news. And it's like, no, instead you should look for, and that's why news stories and like timely is pretty like I think it can be easy to find the game if you have a lot of practice with it or it's good to practice not even sending it out but just like personal practice Mm -hmm. of saying okay there's a lot of news happening today how can I take this funny and it's yeah things like that of take it and say oh the you know if the protagonist from an 80s movie did this you know that it would be hilarious of like the villain from you know uh, karate Kid justifies his and you know is ser- selling NFTs or you know justifies you know uh, his stance on you know the Philip like the the guy from Karate Kid defends the filibuster. Austin like, Powers the- anything would be funny. Austin Powers. <laughs> well, I would have so I would so watch the villain from Karate Kid like the teacher trying to sell NFTs and it's just like he's being more <laughs> hardcore. It's like you will get. It into bitcoin do you understand yes sensei the kids from goonies grow up to run for congress and they're disappointing congressional runs like yeah any if you can't um yeah i would say try not to focus on a thing like that of like oh and write about goonies but more look for a kind of already existing situation or create a situation and then like plug it in yeah the one goonie who had gadgets to get out of everything can't think of uh any ideas to get our country out of the problems that it is <laughs> <laughs> or, or he makes like, weird gadgets for it yeah. or he's become a billionaire from the gadgets but now he's stingy about loaning his friends money yeah. like he's a billionaire but now he's got a really hard stance on like not paying taxes like wealth tax <laughs> he's anti-union or, or, or he, he tries, turned into jeff bezos yeah or he, or he tries to use the gadgets to get out of everything. How do we solve healthcare? Well, I have these clattering teeth that I use as grappling hooks <laughs> for the last time, so that that's not going to do anything. Reports have found that Mouth has been able to try to talk a big game with him, but apparently they're not getting along. The only person who seems to be a good ally is Chunk. <laughs> and uh, t- another good uh, idea was Amy. You hinted earlier on um, having a good title, and if you have a really good title. The game is already baked into that, and then you can just have fun from there. So Mm -hmm. if you really perfect your title, that's an easy way to find a game. I love titles. I just sent out a piece that I'm waiting to hear back about, and I must have wrote 10 titles for it and because I was just so fixated on, like, I, as an editor, know how important the title is, but as a writer, I was like, I want to make sure I'm hitting... uh, every part of my game in the title because that's kind of you want to I guess without giving out too much away like if you have a big twist at the end of your piece you don't want to reveal it but you want to establish enough of the game that people are interested to click on it honestly you want to establish like um 
yeah, a reason for people to be like, oh, that sounds funny or that sounds weird enough that I should <laughs> devote more time into that. And and that's the key, yeah, because you, when you pitch it to an editor, an editor is going to read every piece, uh, whether they like it or not. But when it's on the internet, people have thousands of articles to choose from. So if the headline doesn't intrigue them, they're just going to bypass it. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, in a cluttered content market, you've got to make your headline stand out. And if you're not good at titles, because some of us, <laughs> me, uh, often need help with that, it's really good to ask other people about about it. So find other folks that that write and just say, "Are do you can you get what where I'm coming from on this?" Because sometimes you don't get it from the title at the beginning. Yeah, and but always a good idea is to have a friend look at your piece before you send it in. Absolutely, you've got to. And uh, just to even, it's, if anyone's, as someone who has been afraid to receive feedback before, if anyone's listening and feels that way, all I can say is uh, be very specific about what you want with feedback. Like if it's just the title, that's where you ask like, hi, what do you think of this title? Like, does it make sense? Do you think it needs to be like spelled out a little differently? And then you get the feedback you want. And to also be able to trust friends because... You know, I've been able to meet a lot of my friends that I'm talking to right now via the internet. So you can be able to find your friends. Yeah. Sign up for things on Twitter and follow other comedians. And when you do that, you can sometimes swap pieces. I mean, we've been very lucky. We met each other in, in satire class, but other people meet each other on Facebook or Twitter or wherever. So it, it is definitely doable to find beta readers. And I think it, it's good for you to know as a writer, not just what kind of feedback you're looking for, but what um, what kind of feedback that person, like once you have a friend who you sort of go back and forth with, what kind of feedback they're going to give you. Because some people are going to be like, this is so great. I love this. I just have like a couple of kind of yeah. boost your ego. And some people are going to rip it to shreds yeah. and both are good, but you just need to know which one you want or which one you're in a headspace exactly. to receive. Because if you want someone yeah, yeah. to really investigate it and they're like, this is great. I only had two notes. I'm like, oh, come on. I don't know if it's, you know, I want more. And then if you're in maybe a little bit more of a fragile spot and someone rips it to shreds, you're going to be like, well, I'm never going <laughs> to send out anything again. And I had a teacher like that when I took a um a screenwriting class that like legitimately just I think hated my work or we got off on the wrong foot and it put me off of screenwriting for like two years because I just was so like oh this is what happened when I showed someone my work is they you know hated it not only talked down to me but talked down to other people and so it can really you really need to yeah establish friends get a good circle of trust and then also you know, if you feel comfortable, say like, hey, I, you know, I need to know if this is good at all. And I need to know if I'm, you know, doing something that works. Like you need to sort of, you know, find that pattern with people. Yeah, you can get bad feedback. So that's why it's good to have a variety of people, like maybe like, you know, two to four give you feedback. And if you, you don't, you do not have to take any feedback. It's up to you. You are the author of that piece. Yep. But if there yeah. is a common, you know, note among them, that's probably something you should, you know, uh, change. <laughs> and that's, that's a really, really important point because there are some people who don't get your writing and it's not because your writing is bad. It's because they are not your audience. Yep. Just like there are publications 
that maybe you won't submit to. If you read their work and you say, I don't understand, this is not funny, I could do better than this, that is probably not the the publication for you. Just like there are readers who are not for you. So it's finding those people who get you and can give you critical feedback, but see where you're going and like the direction that, that you're in so that they can tell you, you know, this was really like 75% of this was great, but there are some problems here and here and here that that would really, you need to address to make the shine that you can do something with. If someone's just ripping you to shreds, that's not doing you any favors whatsoever. Yeah, it's probably more on them than it is on your writing, to be quite honest in that case. Sleep was an important part of my healthy and happy lifestyle, and the mattress I used was the key to making me sleep great. That's why I started my company, Casper's Mattress. I've been enjoying the big sleep for quite some time now, and I've decided to sell off my stock of mattresses. They've been kept in pristine condition while housed in an old manor. I've got four types for you. The Stretch, an extra long bed. The Stinky, a bed with a perfume-like smell. The Husky, an extra wide bed. Finally, our child size model, the titular Casper. These beds are so comfy, they're to die for. And I should know, I died in one. Hurry up now, because before you know it, these mattresses, like you, will be gone. Actually, we're out of the stretch model. A woman named Lisa just bought it to help with her bad back or something. So in terms of taking all of this in and someone has been like maybe revising a piece for maybe weeks, and is there a point where you revise too much and you kill the joke? Like, can you talk about oh, that? Yeah. Oh, yes, absolutely. Oh, yeah, for sure. Yeah, yeah. You can't you can't strive for perfection. Um, it's going to get to a stage where you submit, otherwise you'll be uh, going around in your head for years. Exactly. And also, Cassie, like you said, like two to four. Yeah, like pick a number of people and kind of keep it small, but you want a variety of opinions. But don't get feedback from like twelve people on it because they're all going to have different opinions about what you should do. And if you try to follow all of their feedback you're just going to end up with you know a kind yeah of it'll be bland mess. it's it's a comedy piece by committee and that doesn't turn out well and it also especially with um timely pieces like you don't have time to make it perfect like it's yeah like something like tina fey once said which is like it's when she was writing for snl where she said it's not like it's not uh like we it's not perfect by the time we turn it in it's what it is because we have to turn it in. They only have a certain amount of time to just finish something and then put it out, especially with time. It's so relevant. Like you have maybe 24, 48 hours until that joke or that bit idea is just like not relevant anymore. Like I remember when Ash and I, we did the um, a Ted Cruz thing with Muddy. Um, like we just wrote that quick. And we're like, just send it. Like we just wanted to see whoever got it. Like, yeah. Yeah. And we should talk, can we talk a little bit about topical versus timely? Because oh, we've had yeah. some people who send things in and they say, it's timely. And no, it's it's not something that's going to be irrelevant in, in 72 hours. It's just topical. 
in in my uh, in my chat with Stop Scott Dickers uh, on the weekend in an upcoming podcast, his actual advice was to forget about timely altogether and just focus on evergreen yeah. pieces. He said it's so competitive, it's so hard. You've got such a short window, um, especially for newer writers. Just focus on stuff which is evergreen. Um, he would stay well away from timely stuff. I'd, I'd say to build off on that, if for for me with timely, if I have a good idea or what I think is a good idea, I'll start working on it. And if it doesn't come quickly, I, I've i learned now to just abandon it because mm. you have to get it out so quickly. Yeah. And if it doesn't write itself out quick enough, by the time you even finish it, someone's probably already beaten you to it, even if it is a good piece. Mm. Uh, oh, well, to go back to topical versus timely, Brett and I talk about this in uh, our chat on the podcast. Um because I was saying that he is really great at writing timely pieces. And then he complimented my McSweeney's piece saying that um, it was sort of topical without being timely, where I just sort of talked about, we're in this crazy time right now and there's so many stressful things going on, but I didn't sort of pinpoint the whole concept of the piece onto any one stressful thing, but sort of played into that just there's a lot going on right now and we're all stressed out. And that's sort of how the premise of the piece took off um, versus he writes a lot of timely pieces, which are about this news thing that happened today, this piece of legislation, this announcement from the government, this, you know, uh, egregious statement by a politician versus topical would be sort of, I mean, the pandemic is basically evergreen at this point, yeah. but yeah, I mean, even Nick <laughs> Sweeney's in their submission guidelines have. There's a note at the top, and it's like if if your piece is about COVID, do not mark it timely. It's not timely it's, anymore. I would it's say not like, leaving. Yeah. It's not. I would say the vaccine is maybe closer to topical, just because it's a little bit changing every day. But it's you know here, and it's been here for less time than the whole pandemic has been going on. But it would have about... to be specific. Like if yeah, someone sure. really screwed up a shipment. Or somebody yeah. at the CDC says, I'm worried about impending doom. So that's specifically timely, maybe. But but for something that's going to be with us for a while, it's it's not you don't need it published in 48 hours. Yeah. No, like not I, at all. No. I think my last timely one was about uh, I don't even want to say her name, but Marjorie Taylor Greene and Potato Head. Yeah. <laughs> like you, if it was just about how she's a terrible person, that wouldn't be timely. But at that time, it was about her. I've, I don't even remember what she said anymore because I try to block it out of my mind. But <laughs> it was about that specific, <laughs> that specific crazy thing she said. So what's something that's topical? Do you guys want to give the audience like examples of, I mean, as of the recording of this podcast? I think Teresa gave a good example before that vaccines in general is topical. A specific event would be timely. So you could write a piece around vaccines, which would be topical now, but it doesn't have to be published in 48 hours. Yeah. Like if something, if the CDC came out and it was like Johnson and Johnson turns people into werewolves, then that's, <laughs> that's timely. Amazing. I might take that actually. I would take that. That might be fun. Yeah. I'm sure that's And you could sing the Werewolves of London and that would be awesome. There you go. Yeah. I'm seeing a lot of, I'm seeing things on not so much the humor sites, but sort of on the other, um, you know, like the New York Times and the Gushen Post about like pandemic fatigue. And I would say that's more topical than timely because there's yeah. nothing, it is relevant to the day-to-day -day lives we're all living, but there's nothing immediate 
about it of today versus tomorrow. Maybe today versus three months from now, but today versus tomorrow. But that guy that was watching porn and masturbating, that was timely. Like you wanted to. What? I, I, I know. What? I know what Teresa's. I, what, I know what, what Teresa's the New talking about. But man, was <laughs> don't. What, man was what guy? Where? Yeah, where that? <laughs> remember, we had a piece. <laughs> we had a piece by Lucy that, Frost. That? Yeah. That was part in my. I think it was part in my Peter. Was the name of the the piece? Oh yes, yeah, something like that. And that was super timely because. It was, I don't remember. Was, was I, oh, the guy from the New Zoom. Yorker. Yes. Masturbating during a Zoom chat. Yes. So that was timely, right? That was timely. Zoom fatigue is a broad subject. And so you would need to bring yeah. some kind of filter on that. You would need to bring in one of those 80s movies or whatever. And that that's topical. So just if you were ultra specific about one person or one event that happened that that was, is what makes something timely. I, yeah. I think this is the perfect example. That that guy's story about him masturbating during a Zoom work call, <laughs> timely. Or as you first put it, that guy masturbating to porn, that's topical. <laughs> that's yeah. that's constant. No, that's ever, that's evergreen. That's evergreen. That's evergreen. That's going to be till that's going to outlive yeah. humanity. <laughs> And to bring this back to greener pastures, basically, <laughs> a timely topical, uh, you note it in your submission, and we read those before evergreen pieces, so that if they are indeed timely and topical, they, we have the opportunity to put them up on the site sooner or get back to you so you can take it to somewhere else sooner. On the timely thing, how to handle uh, simultaneous submissions, so when someone's submitting to a whole lot of places mm. at once, which happens with timely pieces. Which is okay, but please tell us. Yeah, yeah, tell us. Because all of us have other things that we do to actually pay the rent. Yeah. So if we see a timely piece, we tend to drop everything to read it. And if you tell us it's simultaneous, we try to be very quick with it. So don't abuse it, please. Um, because some of us want to stay employed. <laughs> but, but let us know, because we will be as quick as we can. I think we there are... The the shortest turnaround we had, I think, was about twenty minutes. I was going to say an hour. We hit twenty minutes. We did. It was under an hour. We went from here is this piece to is this great? Yes, it is. Okay, let's publish it, and then social media. So it we can be really quick if if everything lines up. Yeah. So this particular person private messaged me. But otherwise, it's just we we try to be quick for you. We really do, but but yeah. it's like it's like that button on the nuclear sub. Don't push it unless you really need to. I remember this now too. Yeah, that was fast. <laughs> it was good, and that's part of why it's great having so many of us is that we can all kind of carry the load if one person checks the email and then you know alerts the pack of like oh we've got we've got something and then if one person's really busy at work or one person has a personal life or whatever the other ones of us can jump in and sort of fill that void god forbid you have personal life energy person. personal yeah. life i like how you say that one person has a one personal life who's that person? Yeah, at any given time the greener pastures editors promise you only one of us has a personal life <laughs> 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 and that's our guarantee calendar and we switch off <laughs> okay so as we wrap up this episode uh can we leave the listener with something to keep in mind when they're submitting to us i mean as someone who 
both submit and read submissions because we are also all writers mm -hmm. as well as editors and we write for our own publication and other publications i mean make sure it's something you want to put on the internet because that is forever yeah. make sure that you really look at it and say is this really like do i want my name attached to this? if someone if my you know a hypothetical child googles me in 20 years that this pops <laughs> up how am i going to want to explain it to them you know just think about uh not just out of it but are you you know like comfortable with it are you you know do you feel like this is your best foot forward would your mother put it up on the fridge that's what i think about <laughs> and help us help you yeah so give us the link give us all the things we ask for like your twitter handle please so that it's easy for us to say yes to you uh be nice and be nice to yourself and other people i feel like that's a and recycle. And recycle. <laughs> all evergreen. See, these are all evergreen topics. <laughs> so thank you, everyone, for listening. It was great to hang out and chat about comedy. Be sure to tune in next Monday for a new editor chat about how to choose a format for your satirical piece. Until then, be sure to check out Greener Pastures magazine on Medium. Medium.